If anyone does evil or wrong, his own soul, but afterward seeks Allah's forgiveness, he will find Allah's forgiving most merciful. Hi and assalamu alaikum. My name is Raqaya Wright and welcome back to Breaking Barriers Season 3 Episode 1. It's crazy that it's been, I've been gone for so long, but it's crazy that I started this podcast, what, um, the end of sophomore year and now I'm a senior? Um, I've just been so busy with college applications, scholarship applications, you know, doing all that senior stuff, senior events, senior fundraisers, all that. It's just been crazy time, just been busy, you know, but I'm glad to be back and I'm so happy to be with you guys again. This episode, um, no one's joining us, it's just me and you and I hope you guys like this episode as much as I did. And this episode today is about Allah's mercy. I love talking about Allah's mercy. It's just so beautiful, so amazing. There's so many um, examples of it just that you see in real life every day around you. Um, And as we know, Allah's mercy is vast. And there's nothing that can prevent us and keep us from Allah's mercy except for ourselves. So there is a story. Well, not a story, but... It said that on the day of judgment, there will be a man and he will be dragged away to the hellfire and he will say, oh, Allah, I did not expect this from you. And you're probably like, oh, why is he saying, oh, Allah, I did not expect this from you. Like, how is he going to say that to Allah? You know, but Allah is going to respond to him. Oh, and if I sniff a lot, it's, it's just really cold. I'm not sick or anything. But yeah, Allah will reply, did you not? commit the sins that you are that are written like down for you and he's like the man is gonna reply to to Allah and he's gonna say I did not expect this from you because I thought you would be so merciful that you would be able to forgive even a man like me and then Allah is gonna say this shows this part just shows you how merciful Allah is. Allah is gonna say, He called me by his mercy. So enter him into paradise. And the angels will stop dragging him into the hellfire and put him into Jannah. Just from him calling to Allah by his mercy. Because Allah is the most gracious, the most merciful. It's so beautiful just to like think about that because you're literally this man imagine you are this man and this man is being dragged into hellfire like he's about to go in and he just calls to allah by his mercy and calls to allah for forgiveness and he is still making taqwa as he is going about to be thrown into the hellfire and he's calling to allah by ar-rahman ar-rahim you know and allah is like allah responds to him and says you've called me by your mercy you've called me by my mercy so because you have called me by my mercy you will enter paradise. And then we all know the story of a man who, the man who killed a hundred people, right? And this story is very, 
like the good example of Law's Mercy also because of the fact that this man, he killed 99 people. And then he was, after he killed 99 people, he was on his way to, he went to this sheikh, right? And he asked him, oh, um, I killed 99 people. Is there room for Allah to forgive me? And can I like change my ways now? The man was like, no, you will never change your ways. And Allah will never forgive you. This and that. So he killed him too. Then he killed a hundred people. So now after he killed a hundred people, he went to this other man. And he told him, I killed a hundred people, including the one who told, including this other sheikh who told me, oh, I would not be forgiven for my sins. So now after he went to this man, this man told him, um, the only thing standing in the way of you in forgiveness is yourself. And if you repent to Allah, he will forgive you. Allah is the most merciful. And then he was like, but the one thing you have to do is you have to leave this place and go to another land because you can't stay here. So then this man, he's going to another land. And as he's walking to this other land, he dies. And now two angels come down. The angel of um, punishment and the angel of I want to say reward, but um, basically when they come down, they're like fighting over who should take him, who should take him. Now, what's it called? Allah says, measure from the land he left to the land he was going to and which one is, that he is closer to, that's where he will. That's how you'll know if he'll be forgiven for his sins and be rewarded or if he will be punished. So now, he was closer to the city in which he left. But since Allah is so merciful, Allah did not want to punish him because he was trying to be forgiven by Allah. And he was literally in the act of repentance. It was in the act of tawbah. As he died, Allah moved the earth. Allah shifted the earth so he would be closer to the city in which he was going to. And that that's just a clear example of Allah's mercy. Allah will move the earth just so you can get his mercy. Like, imagine that. Imagine you were in that situation. And Allah moved the earth just so you could receive his mercy. And not receive his punishment. Allah's mercy outweighs his punishment. And it's evident in so many stories. So many hadiths narrated. But the, and another thing is that we all like work really hard in this life to attain Jannah. But the thing is, is a hadith narrated in Imam Muslim by Abu Huraira that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, let none of us think by doing good, you will go to Jannah. What did the Prophet mean by this? The prophet meant by this that none of us can can say our good deeds is what will take us to Jannah because that is not true. We will get to Jannah by the Allah's mercy. And you might think, oh, why are we working so hard then? Why are we doing all this stuff? Why are we praying five times a day? Why are we fasting? Why are we giving zakat? Why are we doing all this if none of those good deeds will get us to Jannah? Because we have to work for Jannah, obviously. Like, if we take one step to to Allah, Allah will run 
to us, right? We have to work. We have to put into work to get to Jannah. And the thing is, the reason why you will get into Jannah by Allah's mercy, because even if you do everything you humanly possibly can in this life to get you to Jannah, your good deeds will not be enough. Your good deeds will not be enough for what Allah has blessed you with in this life and the gift that Allah will bless you with in the next if and may Allah bless us all to get to Jannah. But the thing, the reason why it will not be enough is because you may do everything that you humanly possibly can to go to Jannah, but your good deeds will never be enough because of the fact that Allah has given you eyesight. Allah has given you the ability to breathe on your own, use your lungs, your heart beats every single day the blood's running through your veins your brain working and the ability to think the ability to have reason and we are not perfect so even though we might try our best to worship allah we will still make sin, we will still commit sins and we still make mistakes because we are human we're not perfect it's not in our nature to be perfect perfection only lies with allah so since we are not perfect and we continuously constantly make mistakes and we constantly will repent to Allah and by Allah's mercy, he will forgive us because that is just the nature of Allah. And we, so we do not deserve Jannah. That's the thing. We don't deserve Jannah. Jannah is a gift to us from Allah. By Allah's mercy, he will give us Jannah. We put in the work and we try our best and we have to try our best. And we have to put in the work every single day because that is what Allah created us for. Allah created us to worship him. Allah created us to be the best Muslims we can. So that is what we have to try to do every single day. But we will still make mistakes along the way. And the thing is, no matter what we do, no matter how much we do, we will still not be able to repay Allah for all that he has given us. And it will, and since it will never repay Allah, it will never be enough to buy a ticket to go to Jannah. That's just the reality. But we have to do it still because... Allah gave us life. We're doing it because that's what we were created for. That was our purpose. You know? And what's it called? When the Prophet said this, the people in, in the gathering around him, the Sahabas, they asked, not even you? And the Prophet said, not even me. I will not even go to Jannah without Allah's mercy because no one will go to Jannah without Allah's mercy. And the Prophet Muhammad was the best, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was the best of us. So even if he, so if he wouldn't even go to Jannah without Allah's mercy, we cannot expect to go to Jannah without Allah's mercy. And the thing is, there was this um, there's this thing that said, right? They said if you give one man all the blessings in the home, all like the good deeds, and that everyone who has ever existed since time began, you just gave him that all that one man. To see if that would be enough to buy him a ticket into Jannah, it won't. Or not even, not even enough to buy him a ticket into Jannah. But it won't be enough to even repay Allah, to repay Allah for the gift of eyesight that he was given. The, and imagine, Allah has only not, not only given you eyesight, he has given you the ability to speak, the ability to breathe, the ability to hear, touch, feel, like, think, comprehend, you know? So even if everyone's good deeds in the whole entire world was given to that one man, it would not be enough to repay him for the gift of eyesight that Allah has given him.
and that's it just goes to show like Allah has given us so much so who are we to not practice and not worship Allah and the thing is it is we're always going to make mistakes we're never going to be perfect um it's just not in our nature like I said we make mistakes all the time but Allah loves when we come back to him and return to him and repent and what's it called make tawbah and ask for forgiveness and Allah wants to forgive us as long as we are sincere in what we are asking for Allah will forgive us as long as no matter what we have done because just like the story of the guy who killed a hundred men Allah still forgave him so who are we to say Allah will not forgive us? The only thing standing in our way and Allah's mercy is ourselves. We have to be self-aware of what we're doing and admit that, oh yes, we did do something wrong. So I need to go and ask Allah for repentance. Now I need to go make tawbah. I need to ask Allah for forgiveness because the only way I will get that forgiveness is if I am sincere in what I'm asking for. It's not that, oh, I go and do something and, oh, I'm just going to make tawbah later because, you know, Allah is the most forgiving, blah, 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 this and that. No, you don't do that. You don't just because, oh, you know Allah is the most forgiving. So you're going to go commit a sin and then you're just going to, like, you have in the back of their mind, oh, I'll just go repent later after what I do. No, that is not sincere because you know what you, you did that intending to make tawbah after knowing what you were doing was wrong that is not sincere it is if you make commit a sin and then you realize you acknowledge you were in the wrong and what you did was wrong and you go back to allah with sincerity and you make tawbah and you ask for repentance that is when allah will forgive you <laughs> and then i'm just like that is just a lot for me like when i think about it i just you know it's so beautiful Allah's, like i keep on saying i keep on saying this but it's true it is so beautiful the mercy that allah has and the amount the willingness allah has to forgive us and because he knows we're not perfect that is like it's just so beautiful and we always have to remember like no matter what we do no matter how bad it is allah will forgive us if we are willing to come to him sincerely and ask for that forgiveness. And then also what I want to talk about is it's kind of like grades, you know, like that's the comparison I want to make. It's kind of like grades. You work hard, you get good grades, right? And you work hard you study you get good grades and all that in this life you have tests you work hard you um you respond to those tests in the way you are meant to respond to it and but the thing is jenna is not like grades it's not as simple as grades it's more than that it's it's so much more than that that's why by Allah's mercy you'll get in. Because your grades, you study for it, you work hard, you can get good grades. But then also when you think about, like, that's just like it on a simple level. But if you think about it even more deeper, you worked hard, you studied, you got good grades. But not only that because you worked hard and because you studied, but you got those grades because of Allah. Allah gave them to you. That was 
something Allah gave to you, right? If you think about it on that level. Because all good is from Allah. And you receive that good because of Allah. So now, think about, you're working hard you're to get to Jannah. You're doing everything you possibly can. And since... So now, if Allah gives you every good thing in life, right? And all these abilities that you have, you are not... You can no way, in no way, repay him for that. So what what makes you deserve Jannah then? It's only Allah's mercy. It's a gift from Allah to you. Jannah is a gift from him to you because of his mercy. Because Allah created man and jinn for his worship and to worship him. And that is how you will get to Jannah at the end of the day. Another example of Allah's mercy is um, there will be a man being dragged to Jahannam on the day of judgment. And the fire, as he's being about to be thrown in, the fire will move like he will recede back the fire. And... Allah will ask the fire, why did you step back? And it will say, the fire will say, because that person is still asking you for forgiveness and Allah will forget. The person is still asking you for forgiveness. And since that person is still asking Allah for forgiveness as he is being dragged into the fire, Allah will forgive him and then grant him Jannah. Just from that. Allah will forgive him and grant him Jannah. You know why Allah will forgive him and grant him Jannah? Because he is calling Allah by his mercy and he's repenting to Allah and asking Allah for forgiveness. That is all it takes. Like, wallahi, that is all it takes to ask Allah for forgiveness and be sincere about it and Allah will forgive you. Because there's nothing that you can do that Allah will not forgive you for if you are sincere and you are returning to him in a sincere manner and you know what you did was wrong and you are admitting that what you have done is wrong and you want to be forgiven for wrong and you try and you actually work hard to be better and try to be better Allah will forgive you for your sin and this one lecture I was watching right by um I forgot his name Yusha Evans so he was saying how which I never thought about in this way like ever right he was saying how you can see Allah's mercy just by opening the Quran. Why you can see Allah's mercy just by opening the Quran is because of the fact that every single surah in the Quran, except for one, starts with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And what that means is in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Allah starts every single surah in the Quran with in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Allah introduces himself to you. By, in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Because Allah is a Rahman, the most merciful. He introduces himself every single surah except for one. In this way, that he is the most gracious, the most merciful. And that is such a beautiful thing like to think about. Because people are always saying, oh, Islam is so backwards. What's it called? They have no mercy. They do not care about people, this and that. But if we did not care about people and we did and we had no mercy and this and that, Allah would not introduce himself as the most gracious, the most merciful. And the thing is, 
how you choose to see Allah is how is like what you would get out of like this religion. I don't know if that makes sense, but like if you choose to see Allah as a merciful God, then what's it called? And you see Allah by his mercy, then that is how you will like fall in love with Islam. But if you see Allah by his punishment and you do not see any good in Allah, this and that, then it will be difficult for you to fall in love with Islam. Because to see Allah by his mercy, which his mercy, like I like I continuously say, his mercy outweighs his punishment. So if you continue to see Allah by his mercy, then you will continue to know and understand that yes, you will make mistakes, but Allah will forgive you. Because if you walk to Allah, Allah will run to you. And that's like, I will keep on saying this and like keep on like, keep on repeating this over and over again because it's true. If you walk to Allah, Allah will run to you. In a modern day example of Allah's mercy is just in the earthquakes that has happened this past um, week in Syria and Turkey and the outskirts of a couple other countries. There was, may Allah have mercy on the people. Oh, everyone who passed away and forgive them for their sins and grant them Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. Ameen. And may Allah have mercy on their families and grant them patience. And may Allah... Um, may Allah grant patience for the people who are still under the rubble and save them. Ameen, Ya Rab. But basically, what a story. Like, what not a story, but like, an example of Allah's mercy in this situation that happened was there was the earthquake. When the earthquake happened, there was this mother. She was pregnant with her unborn child. The ceiling and buildings and a bunch of rubble caved in and just fell on her, right? So now she's under the rubble and nobody can hear her asking for help. Nobody um, is around. Nobody can save her. And as she's under this rubble, she gives birth to her baby. Right? She gives birth to her baby under the rubble. And she passed away. And she doesn't, she doesn't make it, but she passed away. But um, even though she passed away, her baby... Her baby was under the rubble for 48 hours. No food, no water, no nothing. He was just born. Well, I don't know if it's he or she, but the baby it was just born. It's just been laying there. And it rocks and dirt and cement and all this stuff is on, on top of this baby, crushing this baby. The same thing that killed that baby's mother. The same thing that killed that has killed so many grown men. Like over 20,000 deaths have happened because of this rubble that has fallen on people because of the earthquake, right? So this baby is there. The same rubble who, that has killed grown men, he is under it. And that baby is just laying there. And then people, they're clearing away the rubble and they find the baby under the rubble. And the baby is in perfect condition, perfect health. That... Shows Allah's mercy right there. 
because there is nothing, no one that protected that baby except for Allah. And that baby lived because of the mercy of Allah. Because Allah is the most merciful. Because if grown men cannot even live under the weight of this rubble, but a child, a baby, a newborn that was just born a couple days ago, had no food, nothing yet, lived, that is a clear, clear, crystal clear sign of Allah's mercy. Everyone saying it's a miracle, it's a miracle. It's a sign of the mercy of Allah. That's what it is. It's a sh- display of Allah's mercy. That's that's what it is. And subhanAllah, the fact that that baby lived, like, like if you think about it, like, the amount of people who lost their lives, but that baby, that baby lived. And I would just like to end this episode with just always remember that Allah is the most gracious. Allah is the most merciful. Allah will forgive you for your sins if you come to him in a sincere manner. Like, there's nothing that you could do that Allah will not forgive you from. If you are sincere in your repentance and if you make tawbah, always make tawbah. Do not forget to make tawbah. Do not forget to ask for Allah's forgiveness. Because we are human. We make mistakes. We will always make mistakes. We will continue to make mistakes. We are not perfect. We will never be perfect. But And Allah will continue to forgive us if we repent to him and if we make tawbah. Because Allah is the most merciful. Allah's mercy outweighs his punishment. And I will continue to say that because his mercy, it's true. It is evident. It is clear. We've seen it in so many signs, so many examples. Allah's mercy will forever outweigh his punishment. And if you could be being dragged to the hellfire and you call to Allah by his mercy and he will still forgive you, that is just a clear sign that Allah's mercy outweighs his punishment. No matter what people say, no matter what people do, no matter what people say about Islam, the truth is Allah's mercy will always outweigh his punishment and Allah will always be able to forgive you as long as you come to him. Because you have to come, you have to put in the work and you have to try and you have to be able to admit when you have done wrong because it's so easy to point out the flaws in someone else than look at the flaws in yourself. It is so easy. I'll say it again. It's so easy to point out the flaws in other people than to look at the flaws in yourself. Because it's true. Because to look at yourself, you have to hold yourself to flaws in yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable and you have to like really you have to hold yourself accountable like for all the things you've done, all your actions, all the mistakes you've made and all the wrong you have done and you will continue to do because you are not perfect. And you have to take accountability for that. So it's so easy to point out everything that is wrong with this person, this person. You can say so-and-so did this and so-and-so is you have to work on this, you have to work on that. But you, it's so difficult for you to see what you have to work on. And it's so easy for someone for you to give criticism, but it's so hard for you to take criticism about yourself. And the thing is that no one knows you better than you. Like people will say, people might think you're perfect and people might think you're, oh, you're amazing and this and that. But behind closed doors, no one knows what's going on with you. And you might think other people are horrible and what's it called? And they do so much wrong and they keep on constantly making mistakes. But they are constantly still trying and they constantly repent to Allah. And Allah has constantly kept on forgiving them. But you are on a high horse and you don't want to admit your flaws. Then you, you can't judge people. You can't. You really can't. Because you do not know. 
people. No one knows you better than Allah. No one knows you better than yourself and no and no one knows yourself and you don't know yourself better than Allah knows you. So you cannot judge people. You have to first look at yourself and look at your own flaws and repent for that and repent for your flaws and repent for your mistakes and repent for your sins. Before you can go and tell someone, oh, you, what's it called? You're not a good Muslim because of this and A, B, and C and this and that. Because you don't know the person. So you don't know if that person goes home and they make sujood and they cry to Allah asking for forgiveness. You do not know that. Because you do not know what people do behind closed doors. And this is a reminder for myself and for you. It's not just a reminder for you. It is a reminder for myself because... I know nobody knows me better than Allah knows me. And I know that I've made mistakes. And I know I have to repent for things that I have done. And I know I have to ask for tawbah. We all have to ask for tawbah. We all have to seek tawbah and ask for forgiveness. I know I do too. Because I've made mistakes. I am not perfect. I will never sit here and tell you I'm perfect. Because I'm not. I'm flawed just like how you are flawed. And we all make mistakes. And we all have to ask for forgiveness. And and Allah, we have to ask for Allah's mercy because we all none of us are perfect like I keep on none of us are perfect and we will never be perfect and I like to end by making dua may Allah bless us all with um, may Allah shower us all with his mercy may Allah forgive us all for our sins may Allah grant us all may Allah by his mercy may Allah grant us all may Allah Forgive the people in Turkey and Syria and all the other countries um, who experience this earthquake for all their sins. And please grant them genital firdaus al-a'la, the highest level of genital firdaus al-a'la. And, and please grant their families sabr and patience and healing. And all the other people who are under the rubble, please grant them, please bless them to have help and security and be saved and ya Allah please forgive us all for all our sins and please bless us all with and please make us all better Muslims and better and better people and please bless us all please grant us for all of our desires that the things we truly desire to come true and please grant us the highest level of genital and please grant us success in this life and success in the next and please continue to forever shower us with your mercy ameen ya rab allahumma ameen thank you for listening to this episode of breaking barriers my name is raqayya writes and i can't wait to keep the conversation going ya bani alhamu fatahassasu yusuf wa akhihi wa la tayasu min Oh my son, go and you inquire about Yusuf and his brother, and never give up hope for Allah's mercy. Certainly, no one despairs of Allah's mercy except the people who disbelieve.